Hello there, friend. Welcome back to the Cash Confident Stylist Podcast. So before we get into this episode, I got a question for you. How often do you ask yourself, where the hell is my money going? Okay, look, a lot of us, that runs in a constant loop in our mind. And it's time to take your first step towards financial empowerment. So I wanted to give you a free resource that is going to help you do just that. I wanna give you Assess Your Situation, which is the first module in my course, as well as your guide to figuring out where the fuck your money is actually going. Sorry if you have kids in the car. So this is gonna be a free guide that I've created to help you break the loops, providing you with tools to assess your current financial situation. You don't even have to break out the calculator and to help you gain awareness about what you actually need to start making those money moves where it truly matters. So go ahead and scroll all the way down to the bottom of the show notes and snag it. The link is down there um, and enjoy this episode. Let me know how assessing your situation goes. Thanks friends. You're listening to Backroom Beauty Talks, a real, raw, and unedited podcast for hairstylists. Here, we dive deep into topics that go far beyond the chair. I'm your host, Misty Jane, and I'm a money coach for stylists who want more out of their lives. I help you enhance your mindset around money, get out of debt, and create a life of peace. I'm on a mission to normalize the wealthy stylist while creating a safe space to be perfectly imperfect. Want to join me? You're in the right place. Hello there, friends. Welcome back to Backroom Beauty Talks. What a weekend. I am still riding on a high from being a speaker at the Solopreneur to CEO Summit. Independent beauty pros put on the inaugural event. I can't even say that word. Um, This was their first two-day submersive networking slash education slash all the fun things um, event. And I cannot, cannot say enough good things about this. Like it was so much more than I could have imagined. Not only did I get to stand up and speak in front of some amazing powerhouse entrepreneurs, I also got to connect, network, all of the things with people that have been on this podcast that I've never actually met in real life. So it was such a great experience and My friend Jody Brown and I wanted to tell you all about it. So this episode is recapping the weekend, but trust me, it's not just going to be us talking about all of the cool shit we did. There is so much value in understanding the importance of getting out there in the community and meeting people outside of your circle, outside of your comfort zone. So please, please, please enjoy Um, If you like this episode, do not forget to not only tag us, but please tag Independent Beauty Pros. Again, I cannot say enough good things about this event and what Independent Beauty Pros is doing for not just the hair community, the barbering community, estheticians, makeup artists, nail artists, um, the beauty panors in general, okay? So if you are not a hairstylist, this is still for you. Please, please, please give them a follow, follow their mission, find their events, get on their virtual happy hours, all of the things, um, because they are building a community of phenomenal, phenomenal, okay, I cannot say it enough, people in such a welcoming, beautiful, beautiful space. So please enjoy. Hi, Jody. 
Oh, hey, Misty. I'm so excited to be having this conversation. It seems crazy that this is actually the first recording we've done after meeting in real life. <laughs> I know, I know. So I'm really excited about this conversation too, because we literally, for anyone listening, we just met in person, like real lifestyle, like hugs, at all the things uh, this past weekend. So um, we just got back from the Independent Beauty Pros Solopreneur to CEO Summit in Dallas, Texas. Um, and Jody has been like my behind the scenes, like right hand now for gosh, almost a year. Mm -hmm. Yes, almost a year. It's been so a minute. If you um, follow the Backroom Beauty Talks podcast, Instagram, like that is Jody. I don't, I'm kind of hands off on that to be perfectly honest. So if you DM me, just DM <laughs> me at Missy Jane, um, on Instagram instead, <laughs> just, <clears throat> um, but, uh, and a lot of other things, but we talk almost daily mm -hmm. and we've never met until this weekend. It's crazy too, because I technically, so I was coming down from Canada. This is my first time, like travel was so restricted for us. So this was my first time coming into the States, which is where all of the people, almost, almost all of the people that I know, there was a couple other Canadians there. Um, but it was so wild because while I was like technically going to this event alone, it felt more like a homecoming. It was actually wild. It was so like, there was not even a little bit of like awkwardness. And I was telling my husband, I feel like at this event, I did not have a single surface level small talk conversation all weekend. And it was so, it just lit me up in a way that I wasn't expecting. It was, it was just beyond. Yes. So I've been to quite a few, um, networking type retreats, you know, whatever you want to call them. And, uh, this one hit different for me. Um, so first of all, for those listening, the solopreneur to CEO summit was essentially a two day retreat style networking slash slash education event. So how it was laid out was it was in a hotel. Most people stayed at the hotel. Um, there was breakfast, there were speakers, there was lunch, there was speakers. And then, um, in some aspects there was dinners. Um, if you like leveled up to the VIP and everyone was together. So like it was stylists, it was barbers. Um, I think there was estheticians there. There was, um, a lot of educators that you see in the online space, like in, and it wasn't just the educators there to speaking that there was educators there to interact with everyone and hang out with everyone. So, um, it was very different than anything I've been to before in an aspect mm -hmm. that it was small in the best way possible. Yes. And you, every conversation, totally agree. Every conversation you left with something new, you left mm -hmm. with maybe a new idea or you left with, um, a new tip for your business or, um, just feeling like you're not alone in some aspect. And it was awesome. Lindsay Smith oh, is the agreed. founder of independent beauty pros. And I literally tear up every time I think about her right now, because I think that what she has created is amazing. I mean, it's, I don't even know how to, how to put it into words because I'm still kind of on that high from it. So mm -hmm. this um, podcast episode, we're going to kind of recap a little bit for you. Um, and really hope to see you at the next one. <laughs> 
You know, it exceeded my expectations in every way possible. And I'll be 100% like <laughs> vulnerable for a second. The word networking scares the shit out of me. Like I think of like a bunch of like, you know, 40 to 50 white dudes in suits, like in a boardroom, like, you know, like Same. that to yes. me is what it brings up. And so um, Lindsay has such a, such an emphasis on talking about networking and like relationship building, which I think like that term is a lot more palatable to me. But when I went to this event and like saw the way that the like networking cocktail hour was set up, like it really alleviated my fears and it made me have a whole different appreciation for putting yourself out there and like meeting new people and you know like I think for for me with hide you know, not hiding behind but like being behind a computer screen for two years and then prior to that like I <laughs> I won't go too deep into this, but I was not doing a whole lot of socializing because um, I was going through a lot personally. And so it was the best way to kind of, it felt like connecting with the community in a way that was like not at all steppy. It didn't feel forced. It was just one of the best experiences that I've had. It was, it was incredible. Yeah. I think, um, there's, I agree with you about the idea of networking, right? Like yeah. <laughs> I remember being a stylist, just a stylist. I wasn't educating at the time. And I remember hearing that thinking, what do I need that for? What is the point? Mm -hmm. Why do I need to meet other people in my industry? Why, like what, yeah. what is, what, why, you know, and networking isn't something that's talked about, um, at all. At, at, if you're a stylist, right? Like if mm -hmm. you're just working behind mm -hmm. the chair or, you know, it, it's not necessary in your mind. And it wasn't until yeah. I realized, actually, I networked with somebody unintentionally here locally. And mm -hmm. um, it was one of the situations where we were on Instagram. I liked her aesthetic. She liked mine. We DM'd each other. And then we ended mm -hmm. up meeting for dinner. There was no intention behind it. It was just, hey, yeah. you look like somebody local that I would like and vice yeah. versa. Well, now it's been four years um, and I work in the salon that she owns and, ah! and it, there was no like, um, Hey, let's meet so that you can do this for me and I can do this for yes. you. That, that wasn't yes. a thing. It was just, yeah. Hey, I think I would like you. Let's be friends. And it has turned into, I mean, I've helped her with things. She's helped me yeah. with things. Like it's turned into a relationship that has helped both of us within our businesses. And that wasn't the intention. Yeah. And I feel like it's the same thing with these networking events, right? Like we go so into true. it because we want to be next to people who um, are doing the same thing. Or honestly, yeah. for me, I want to go in rooms that make me nervous. Yeah. Do you think that's like, scary for sure? Yes. I want to go into rooms where I'm scared of the conversations, right? Yeah. Where I feel like I don't belong in the room because mm -hmm. two things always happen. One, I realize I actually do belong in the room. There are yeah. other people there that are just as scared to be there. They're just as scared to speak. They're just as scared to talk about their business. But two, I always learn something. Always. It's so true. And I think that it, by actively like seeking out those situations and, you know, stepping outside, we've talked about this before, but like stepping outside your comfort zone really is the only, 
only way to grow and, you know, be that personally, be that professionally, whatever that looks like. I think that the most important thing, if you are looking, and I think that in our communities, we have a lot of like visionaries and creatives who are wanting to leave the world better than they found it, right? We're wanting to create something that matters, something substantial. We want to make an impact. And so I think that by seeking out those those opportunities that scare you and putting yourself into rooms with maybe people you don't know and people that you're going to be forced to kind of, you're going to be forced to kind of introduce yourself and it gets, it allows you to get to know yourself better. You know, like when you only talk to people, you know, all the time, it's, they know you. And so it's, it's easy. It's simple. Right. Whereas when you're meeting new people and this is something that I wasn't expecting, this is like one of the takeaways that I had actually was, um, when you're meeting new people, it really kind of forces you to look inward and be like, what am I about? what am I like, what do I do? And it kind of allows you to get some clarity on yourself, which is really, really powerful. I know for me, um, I have grown up in the same place. I have lived Mm -hmm. in the same zip code majority of my life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think back, you know, I talk about mindset a lot and I think back of when I thought I was just a stylist and I could not Mm -hmm. do things because this is that, cause I'm from here. And this is the only thing I know it's because I was putting myself in this, this is all that I knew. This mm-hmm. is it. You know, I knew you go to work, you do hair, you make a certain amount of money. And it was a yeah. low amount is that's the only thing that I knew. And it yeah. wasn't until I started reaching out and having conversations or meeting people that were outside mm-hmm. of what I knew mm-hmm. that I realized that I could expand as well. So I think that meeting new people in a networking situation is when you put yourself in rooms of people doing very different things, you know, talking to Alicia, right. I had a conversation about, um, like pitching yourself and about, you know, getting investors. I've never in my life had a conversation like that before. I've never knew anyone that had to do things like this. So even though Mm -hmm. I did not know what the fuck she was talking about with with some of it, (laughs) I realized that three years ago, she didn't either. Yes. You know, three years ago, she knew none of these things as well, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's, it's crazy to, to literally look at people that you're terrified to be in a room with as expanders. You know, put yourself in rooms where people are having different conversations. That is such an important takeaway. And like, I, so I've never actually shared this before. I'm going to get a little deep, but this is something that I think really, (laughs) so, okay. I, so when I first was at the beginning of my education journey, and this kind of ties back to the importance of stepping out of your comfort zone. So after I had my son. I, my husband and I were trying to have another baby for years, years and years. And so we had, we still weren't able to, so it's something we made peace with, but during going through like that secondary infertility, um, journey, I probably was more depressed than I've ever been in my life. Like it it was, it, it was to the point where I literally couldn't get out of bed in the morning a lot of days. And I remember thinking, and this is like having a small son. So, you know, it was really, really hard. There was like really bad days, really good days. And I remember the overwhelming feeling that I had being like, 
everything exciting that's going to happen in my life has already happened. Mm. Like everything good that's, that's for me has already happened. And now it's just this, like, you know, I, I just had a real lack of purpose. It was a really, really dark, dark time for me. And I think that one of the, one of the weird events that happened to me was, um, Dawn, one of my friends now she's a friend before I had just taken her on like course and she out of the blue reached out to me one day and I I remember I had just gone to like a bar class and so I was trying to like get out there and trying and just it was really really hard like even that triggered so much social anxiety for me that I just like felt like I didn't want to even be around people because I just wanted to stay in my safe bubble. And I remember getting a message that was like, Hey, I'm teaching a class in Edmonton and I would, which the city I live in. And I would love if you came like, come, it'll be really fun. I would love to meet you in person. Cause I'd already taken our online course. And so, um, for whatever reason, and like I said, I was not going anywhere. Like I hadn't seen some of my closest friends in, in months and months and months, because I just was in so much pain that I couldn't, I couldn't be around people. It was just too hard. And so I, for whatever reason, just got this, like (laughs) something led me to say yes. And I remember thinking of every fucking excuse that I could to get (laughs) to not go. I just don't want you. I just don't want you. Um, and so I ended up going because like, I just couldn't think of a good enough excuse not to being in that room and putting myself so far outside of my comfort zone and just pulling the trigger on that one simple thing is the ripple effect that led to me starting my online business. Because up until then, I, up until I took Don's and, you know, I'd taken one other course, I didn't even know that online education was a thing really. Like I kind of knew about it in the abstract, but like, it was something that was not really, um, I didn't think it was possible for me. So going to this class and meeting another Canadian hairstylist who had built this business for herself, I started to see what was possible. And I started to see that there, maybe there was a different purpose. And that was the class that someone asked a social media question. And Don's like, I don't really teach social media. And all of the other stylists started erupting about how frustrated they were and how much they hated it and how they were so confused about marketing and all these things. And that was the aha moment that led to me being like, oh, I can help people. But if I would have not gone who the hell knows where I would be right now. So that is like a really roundabout story that I wanted to share about the importance of stepping outside of what you normally do. Because my day-to-day was going to work at the salon, coming home, getting into my bed, covering my face with the pillow, like, you know, trying to spend some time with my son. And that was pretty much it. And if I had never like, for whatever reason, just pushed myself to get uncomfortable it never, this entire business, all the people I've been able to impact, all the amazing people I've been able to meet would have just been a figment of my imagination. So it's, it's so important to put yourself in these rooms. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. I mean, I remember going to my first independent um, class. It was a business of balayage class and I was at a commission salon and I just, I, I knew there was something more out there. Like, you know, especially when you're in a commission salon, you are like in this bubble 
that you're like mm-hmm. not allowed to leave, right? Like if I were to go so down true. the street and go to a class, like I'd be mm-hmm. like, why are you going to another salon? Or, you know, <laughs> there wasn't, there wasn't like integration. And yeah. um, so I had kept seeing business of Balayage online, online. And, I, and there was this class coming up and it was three hours away. It was like a thousand dollars, which, oh my God, was so expensive. I think it was like a two day mm-hmm. class. Like, but in my mind, I was like, <laughs> wow, like I would never spend that. Well, I did. And I went <laughs> and I'll never forget that was the moment that I wanted to go independent because mm. I met other stylists who were independent and I started asking questions and I, I didn't act like I knew it all. Cause I didn't, I went in yes. there to try and learn, you know, I asked questions. I, I was curious, right? Put yourself in rooms you're uncomfortable in and be curious. And next thing, you know, like, I think six months later, I was out on my own and so glad, you know, <sighs> and, and it's, we get so scared that we are not good enough, that people aren't going to like us. My biggest limiting Mm -hmm. belief is that people aren't going to like me. Well, it used to Mm -hmm. be, I feel like it pops up every now Mm -hmm. and then, but literally would stop me from doing things because Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, people aren't going to like me there. Or, you know, I don't belong there. You know, I talk a lot about moving into this neighborhood. I still have imposter syndrome living here, you know, Um, you know, all of the things. But what I realize is like, when we start showing up in these places we're scared to be in again, mm-hmm. like I said, like you will find expanders, you will find people that you can help expand yeah. because there's other, you're going to sit next to somebody who's just as scared to be there as you are. And Absolutely. I think that we think that no one in the room has limiting beliefs. No one in the room is nervous. No bullshit, bullshit. This weekend I spoke for the first time mm-hmm. and the first, I mean, I've done classes. I've never stood. I always sit yeah. in my classes. Like I want to be eye to eye. This is the first time I stood up in front of a room with a big screen and a presentation and a microphone and a clicker and, you know, yeah. all of the things. <laughs> and I thought I was the only one nervous. Well, you I was definitely not. Were not. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I 100% like all of the other speakers really that I spoke to had the same feelings. And like, I love how you said that about how, you know, we think that I think sometimes we think like, once we hit a certain level of success, or once, you know, once we hit a certain level, like I remember thinking like, once I hit $100,000 in my online business, I will never be scared again. That wasn't true. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. You know, it's like, you have to get out of your head that the imposter syndrome and the self-doubt is a, is because of either something that you are or are not. It's just a natural part of being a person and getting and a person who wants to do more and who's pushing themselves. All of the people that I know who have achieved, you know, from an outward perspective, a huge level of success and, and absolutely they have those people still have imposter syndrome. Those people still are in rooms with people that make them feel, you know, like insecure or nervous. Like it just, it it just always is going to happen. And I think if we can lean into that fear and, you know, I used to think that it was my intuition telling me that it was the wrong thing. And what I realized that it was just fear trying to keep me safe and stuck. So, you know, it's so important. Like you said, just push yourself out there. Just really just fly the nest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so true. And, and, you know, I think that get out of your comfort zone is, is, I don't want to say it's overplayed, but it's constant, it's totally. right? We hear it constantly. Yeah. And I think that a lot of people don't, I like, I didn't fully understand what it meant. 
for mm-hmm. a long time. You know, it's like, oh, okay, we'll do something a little different. All right. I'm raising my prices. Oh, that's scary, but that's out mm-hmm. of my comfort zone, you know, but I think really, um, really, really jumping into things that are really terrifying. Like when yeah. Lindsay asked me if I wanted to be a speaker, my mind was like, no, you're not a speaker. You don't do that. You're not good at that. You're <laughs> Turns not gonna be out you're a pro. <laughs> yeah. Like you're not going to be good at that. And, and yeah. what I would have done in the past is I would have made an excuse. I would have said, oh, I'm not available that weekend. Oh, I can't afford to fly out there. Oh, I can't. I, I would have thought of a million excuses, mm-hmm. but what my like self growth, my internal struggle that I have like overcome, mm-hmm. they get me to the point now where when she asked that question, I immediately said, yes, yeah. I did not think twice. I didn't look up flights. I didn't do that. I literally just said yes. Why? Because mm-hmm. I knew that it was going to get me it was going to force me out of my comfort zone in the best yeah. way possible. Worst case scenario, I get up there and I stutter over my words. No big deal. Mm-hmm. I don't do it again. Yeah. Like literally exactly. like nobody's going to shoot me <laughs> <laughs> because I stumbled over my words. No, exactly. So I think that getting out of your comfort zone is, is there's a self-care aspect where you have to look into why are you scared of that? I told my business coach eight months ago, I never wanted to be a speaker. And I know now that I said it because I was scared. Yes. And you know, the other thing too, about doing things that scare you is it gives you that opportunity to feel proud of yourself. Cause like, if you just are doing things that you've always done, like you, you're gonna, yeah. Okay. Like you're just stumbling along the road and whatever, like everything's good. But I think like the sense of like confidence that I get from doing something that scares the shit out of me and then being on the other side of it is, is unlike anything that you can do if you're constantly staying, doing the same things. Cause even if it's a, even if it's like not a great experience, which like this was 100% was, but you know, even if it wasn't, even if something like went wrong, like I could still be like, I'm proud of myself for stepping out of my comfort zone and doing something different. And like, you know, I, it's funny. There's a statistic that like most people are more scared of public speaking than they are of like death. Yes. It's <laughs> wild, is isn't it? So funny. Yeah. And like, you know, I've done a lot of like demo stuff on stage and like talking, I think talking through like your work and all that kind of is, is different, right. And teaching in person at your own classes is a little bit different speaking in front of a more general audience who are coming to a you know, you don't know if they're there because of your talk or because of another talk. So I feel like it's almost like a different level of pressure and, you know, having, being on the other side of it, I was really excited. I was very nervous, but being on the other side of it, I can definitely say like, it gave me an opportunity to be like, damn girl, you did it. Like that's, that's awesome. And you can be proud of yourself. Right. And even if it's attending an event, like you'll make a connection where you're like, you know, even that one connection or one conversation will, will give you so much of a shift. And then the the after part, you can be so proud and it gives you this whole other sense of confidence. So I think it's important for that reason too. One of my favorite quotes is confidence is built on accomplishments. And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's exactly what that quote means. It's not, and I don't mean accomplishments like, okay, you get first prize in like a triathlon. I don't know. I just made that up, you know, but, but (laughs) accomplishments as far as like, I put myself out there and I tried, 
you know, because I mean, think about when you start doing hair, right? Like you're super nervous just to walk out and meet a client, you know, five years later, that's nothing, you know, that's Mm -hmm. easy. You don't, you don't even get nervous anymore. So the more that you do something, um, the easier that it gets. Yeah. This, uh, that's yes. And another thing with the networking or events like this is I always recommend people going somewhere alone. Mm. That first class that I took that business of balayage class, if I would have went with a friend, I would not have talked to as many people. True. You know, you, again, you're taking your bubble with you. So if you are stuck in a bubble and you take your bubble with you, or if you are going to go to one of these things with a friend, make sure your friend is ready and willing to separate and meet new people as well. Totally. Totally. Cause you're right. It's easy to, you know, go to something. And I, that's like, you know, when you go to like hair shows and stuff like that, like I've gone to hair shows with like friends or the salon I was working at and never talked to anyone outside of like the people I went with. So I think that's a really good point actually. Yeah. I, I have learned more just like meeting somebody else. Um, and granted it's interesting because once you start going to these things then you start making friends, like now I go and I like just know people, um, Mm -hmm. because I've always like introduced myself, but even this weekend, you know, there was attendees that I had great conversations with. I mean, Mm -hmm. I, we had tears conversations, like, you know, whether it was me helping her, her helping me, like no matter what, like there's this connection if you just put yourself out there, because so one of the (laughs) This is so funny to me, by the way. So one of the (laughs) feedback I got this weekend, which I have heard from a friend of mine, Crystal L, um, that, but now I've heard it from two more people is that people are scared (laughs) to talk to me. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. So people are scared to talk to me, talk to me because of my topic. So, so Crystal (laughs) has told me this years ago when we went to a retreat together, she said that she knew she, I was, she was going to avoid me specifically. And it ended up where we were four. I basically saved her life. You'll have to ask her that story, but we were forced to connect and she realized that I wasn't so scary. Um, well, two girls that I connected with the most two attendees, um, said the same thing that they literally were going to actively avoid me because of my topic on money. And both of them, we ended up having great conversations. And one of them, I mean, there was tears, there was all the things in a good way. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's important, right? They, they knew a struggle that they had, that they were literally going into it, trying to avoid. And then they realize I'm here. This is a struggle. Let's have a conversation. So One of the things I talked about in my talk was to have uncomfortable conversations, whether it be about Mm -hmm. money, about whatever, whatever it is that you're struggling with, imposter syndrome, any of those things. So I'm going to challenge somebody if they're going to go to one of these things, whether they're going to a hair show, hair shows are a little harder. Mm -hmm. I think specific networking events are much easier because everyone Mm -hmm. is there ready to meet people. Um, But don't be scared to sit next to the person that scares you. Why do they scare you? I want you to think about why they scare you. You know, do they scare you because they're in a place that you want to be and you think you can never be there? Are they talking about a topic that makes you uncomfortable? Then you probably need to sit next to that person more than anybody. Oh, that's so true. Cause it's probably a trigger, right? That's the thing. It's like, 
they say that about like pet peeves too, is if you have a pet peeve or something about someone really triggers you, it's likely because it's bringing up something that you are insecure about, or, you know, something that really is a deep seated fear for you. And, you know, when you were talking, I was just thinking too, that so often, I think when we hear because as educators, right, we're, we're really associated with what it is that we do. That's our passion. That's how we impact people. It's how we, um, you know, make our mark on the world. And so if there are, I think we all have preconceived mindset blocks when it comes to certain topics. Like, you know, sometimes people will, that I'll be talking to will be like, I can't, I know, like I'm supposed to make 10 reels a day, but I just can't. I'm like, I would never say that. I would never tell someone that that is what they need to do. But because of what I talk about, because I talk about marketing, people are like, oh, like she's going to, you know, like they probably think you're going to like ask for their bank statements and I'm going to be like, drop and give me 10 reels. Like a hundred percent. When I tell people like, what I do, they literally start like, oh, you know, I, I need to work on this and I need, and I'm like, no, no, no. Like, it's okay. Like, you know, we don't chill. have to talk about any of this. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny because I think it's like, so yeah, it's not just like, it's not just like the topic. It's like our our own preconceived ideas of what that topic means. Yes. And that was one of the takeaways too that I have from this weekend is some of the things, <laughs> some of the things that, um, I know you guys can't see this, but Missy's cat's just like climbing all over. It's so cute. Um, on my shoulders like a parrot. <laughs> so adorable. Um, I'm a cat lady. I love them, but yeah. So, um, (laughs) so it's funny because a lot of the talks, when I read the title, I, and then I listened to the talk, it was like so much different than what I was expecting and so much deeper. And it got my wheels turning about how, like, how often do we, you know, they say like, don't judge a book by its cover, we do it so much subconsciously and we write our own stories about what these things mean. And I think if you're closing yourself off from hearing the whole conversation because of the title, you could be missing out on so many impactful things, you know? I totally agree. One of my favorite talks from this weekend was Kanisha, the beauty CPA. Oh, I'm obsessed so with her. She, yeah. If you do not follow her, <laughs> please do. Um, and I will be partnering with her because, so she talked all about taxes, right? Mm-hmm. If I saw that on there, I'm like, oh, fuck taxes. I don't want to talk about taxes. <laughs> I don't want to hear someone talk about taxes. Taxes is boring. She was so entertaining. Yeah. She was so <laughs> funny. She laid things out so easily. And she Mm -hmm. was probably, she was probably one of my favorites because of that. Like she took a topic that was boring and she made it fun and she made Mm -hmm. it something that I am now not scared to ask her tax questions. Yep. Which I I think is, yeah, I think that that is the, the cool part of kind of letting go your thought of what something should be. You know, because uh, especially in this industry, right? Like mm-hmm. we are creatives. We are in this industry for a reason. And I mean, I'm not, again, I said this, but I'm not Dave Ramsey. I'm not going to come at you and, and give you this like laid out, like, no, you need to do it like this because that is give not- me your credit cards. Yeah. Like that is not what I want as a hairstylist. Mm-hmm. That is not what you want. Nobody wants that shit. Like we literally became hairstylists because we want to be, I don't know, we want to do our own thing in our own way. Yeah. 
you know? So we have to remember that everyone else in the space, in that space is like that as well, you know? And it's not this preconceived notion that it has to be done this way. Again, just with the thought of networking, same. I think of a bunch of like white men in suits, like, you yeah, know, totally. Just, and around a board table, like, <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny too, because like after listening to like your talk, I want to talk about yours, you know, because I think that it was so impactful and it was almost the, like, if you think about a conversation about money, especially if you're someone with like a lot of debt or if you've struggled or, you know, if you are quote unquote, not a numbers person, <laughs> Um, I thought that when I was listening to you talk, like it was so refreshing and almost like soothing because so much money education, I think we associate it with fear and guilt and shame. And it's, that's like the biggest things. And I think a lot of education surrounding money relies on fear and guilt and shame and, and tries to like shame people into changing their behaviors because like, you're an idiot for getting in all this debt. And what are you doing buying Starbucks when your house isn't paid off? And like, you know, all of those kind of things. So if you would have looked at your topic through the lens of what we are used to hearing, nobody would have showed up. It, no, <laughs> nobody would have showed up. No way. Like, <laughs> so it was really interesting to me after listening to your talk, because even someone who works with you as closely as I do, it was like a whole other perspective. And like I said, it was like soothing and like inspiring and exciting almost like to think about the possibilities. So giving those topics a chance that you and attending events where, you know, you're not like a hundred percent on all of the, all of the things will expand you and just like allow you to have these, these shifts that will change your life. Like, and that's why we do these things, right? We want to grow and expand and, and change and make an impact. So that's what it did for me. Well, and I feel like these events plant a seed, you know, if you think about it, like nothing happens overnight, you're not going to walk in and leave with like a new exciting opportunity right away. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, but you're going to start a relationship. You're going to start thinking about something like, you know, yeah. you talked about aligning your marketing, you know, with your vision and your mm -hmm. values. Like maybe mm -hmm. somebody never thought about it like that. You know, maybe For somebody sure. thought, no, I just have to pump out information and it doesn't feel right. And it sucks. And I hate it, mm -hmm. you know, but maybe mm -hmm. somebody was like, oh shit, I can do this and enjoy it. Yeah. You know, so, it, <laughs> and so it's like planting a seed. Like if I, you know, if I'm talking about money and somebody never thought about money like that, oh, wait, money can be an opportunity. Cool. Here's the seed. And then you can leave and grow from there. You know, I think it's a pretty, it's pretty awesome. I mean, again, I keep using the word expander, um, but mm -hmm. that's exactly what these things are. You're putting yourself in a yeah. room that helps you expand one way or another. And usually it's something that you didn't expect. Yeah. Oh, so true. I, you know, I definitely like coming in as a speaker. I was like, I'm going to do my talk. I'm going to meet some awesome people. I'm going to meet all my friends. It's going to be amazing. And all of that and more happened. But I also have come out of this weekend with different ways that I can better serve my community and ways that I can make more impactful education. And, you know, just being in a room with that kind of energy with, because the thing is about these types of events too, is like, everyone there has invested in themselves. Everyone there has made the conscious choice to invest in their education. And 
not technique education. Not that I'm hating on technique education, because I, I think that's super important as well and amazing. But, you know, these are like, by putting yourself in a room with with the people who have like put their money where their mouth is and they are wanting to level up, that kind of energy is really contagious. Well, you have already like, you know, you're worried about like not being able to connect with somebody walking in the room. You already have something in common. Period. So true. You already mm -hmm. know that you like to invest in education, this type of education. That's it. One thing in common right mm -hmm. there. If you don't know what else to talk to anyone about, Hey, how are you? What made you decide to come here? Conversation done. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so I think that that is the important part. You know, what stood out for me, this is kind of, I'm kind of getting on topic, but off topic. So what stood mm -hmm. out for me, I love Lindsay. Okay. When mm -hmm. I met Lindsay, she literally like cold DM'd me and I thought she was like, try to be some salesy person. And, but we got on a call <laughs> and we immediately, immediately connected. And I've seen Lindsay over the mm -hmm. last year grow her vision so much. Yeah. And I've seen her in different aspects, um, throughout this last year. And what stood out to me the most, and you could feel this, I felt the whole time at the very end, somebody asked her, she did her keynote speech. She's very big on networking, you know, working together, two things, actually. Yeah. One thing that she said that, um, I will never forget is competition is not real. It's not real. Yes. I will never forget that because she's so right. Like if you feel like there's competition, it's something internal that you need to work on. Loved that. So true. Second thing is she's very big on giving back. Somebody asked mm -hmm. a question and asked her what they can do for independent beauty pros. And mm -hmm. her answer wasn't like share it on Instagram or do this or that. Yeah. Her answer was to support still for her to support them, you know, yeah. like I, how can I bring you onto this platform? How can I like, yeah. like, how can I highlight you and what you do? And I yeah. felt like I felt that through the whole thing. Yeah. Like I know I, I agree. never felt like it was about Lindsay. It was about independent beauty pros yeah. the whole time. I felt like it was about her elevating everyone in that room, not just the speakers. Yeah. And yeah. I love that. <laughs> Oh, you're so right. And I don't know if you remember this, but you're actually the person who was like, you should check out independent beauty pros. That was like when we had just started talking and like, oh, we I had did. Just connected. yeah. And you were like, you should go check out this platform. It's like really, really cool. And so I did, and I felt the same. And I was like, well, if Mitzi thinks it's great, then it obviously <laughs> is. So I'm in there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just those little small things. And that is the, that is actually what I was thinking about during Lindsay's keynote, because it was, you know, talking about the power of relationships and all these things. And I was like, I don't even remember how you and I connected. I honestly was thinking about that the other day. And I was like, I don't remember how you and I connected, but what I do remember is you being like, check out this platform. I think it's going to be really amazing. Like it was kind of in its infancy. And um, yeah, when Lindsay was talking about the power of relationships, I was like, that is powerful because like looking at like Misty is the reason I'm here. And, you know, like with all of these people who are now some of my like dearest friends and favorite people on the planet. And like, it all just was this one tiny little seed that evolved into that. Yes. It's so true. I don't remember how we connected the first time either. Cause I know I didn't just like cold DM you that. <laughs> no, 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 no. It was after we had already, like, we had already like done maybe a couple calls or something. I feel like it was maybe a remember. podcast that we, 
reach oh, out that, to that's each other probably, for, We probably did a podcast. That's, that's what probably. I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Now we've done like yeah. 27. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can chronicle Misty and I's friendship over yeah. the past two years. <laughs> We're like, oh, you don't have a podcast for this week. Let's go ahead and record one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it's really totally. awesome. And, and I will, I will say one of the things, so I was thinking a lot about, I can't wait to give, I have not given my feedback to Lindsay yet. And I've actually never been more excited to give somebody feedback as I am about this. Okay. And I was kind of thinking about like, okay, would this have been the same if I didn't know anyone and blah, blah, blah. And I still think it would have been awesome, but I would recommend for anyone listening, um, independent beauty pro. And let me just preface this with, this is not an ad. Lindsay has not asked me to do, to do this. This is a hundred percent just a conversation that I feel like should happen, but I am going to recommend like be a part of independent beauty pros. Now they do mm-hmm. happy hours. They do virtual happy hours. And the cool thing about that is that if you know, nobody and you mm-hmm. want to go to one of these events, you can start getting to know people virtually. So I think it was really cool that I got to go to this event and see people that I have, have connections with because of the virtual happy hours, because of meeting, you know, at, at prior smaller events or something like that. Um, so it's almost like excites like a reunion, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, I definitely, if you're listening to this and you're like, I want to put myself in these rooms, you can definitely go and not know anybody hundred percent, but I would recommend like starting to sneak your way into the community, not sneak your way, fucking slam the door open. Hi, I'm here. Like, (laughs) you know, but start showing up in these communities because I know that it's like a weird, I remember like when like online dating started like coming Mm -hmm. up and I'm like, that's Mm -hmm. dumb. You know, I know it's like still like kind of weird meeting people through a screen, maybe not now anymore, but, um, but it is legit relationships. I have still yet to have a relationship with somebody on a screen that when I met them in person, they were disappointing. So true. And like, you know how I said about like the no surface level conversations, I believe that we cut a lot of the crap because there's no need to create small talk. If you connect, um, you know, via these communities, like you, you have things to talk about. And I feel like it accelerates the process of like, you know, building friendships and all that kind of stuff. Cause I totally remember when online dating kind of came out and it's like, it's uh, 90% of my friends have met their partners that way. I'm like the minority who's known my husband since I was like 12. (laughs) But I think that's like kind of the norm now. And I feel like with business relationships, particularly that for me evolve into just genuine friendships, like that has been the case. Like I, I think that you you do connect on a deep level when you meet inside these kinds of communities, because you're, you're putting yourself out there and that's a hard thing to do. So vulnerability accelerates relationships, I think. Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, I can think of a couple people that were there at the event that the first time I met them were very, very closed off, extremely closed off. Mm -hmm. Um, and watching them learn that vulnerability is strength has been a Mm -hmm. fucking beautiful thing to watch. Um, and it has helped so many aspects. Like, and again, like, I think we, we, some of us are taught that like, you have to be strong. You have to like be literally be strong. Like I don't Mm -hmm. cry. I'm not sad. I don't this or that, you know, but we're human beings. And a lot of times our limiting belief lives in that hardness, you know? So when you start loosening it up, 
it's like one, you realize you're not alone, you know, again, mm-hmm. like if I have a limiting belief, Hey, Jody, I'm scared about this talk. Like, let's yeah. go in the, in the hotel room and chat it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, like exactly what happened before my, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So like, you know, and, and it releases some of that fear because you're like, Oh, anyone standing up here is going to feel the same way. I'm not alone. I'm not yeah. less than I'm not, you know, cause I think that's a lot of times, well, I'm the only one that's scared you know, so I'm, so I'm true. not, I'm not strong and I'm not this and I'm not that. And it's bullshit. It's such bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> it's so true. So what it's, would you yeah. say to the person that is listening to this and going, Oh, I don't know. That's just too scary. Oh, I think you just got to feel the fear and do it anyway. Sometimes, honestly, like I, every worthwhile thing I think I've ever done was preceded by fear. It really was like, you know, I was, <laughs> I don't know about you, but when my water broke, that is the scariest yeah. thing that ever happened to me. <laughs> I remember the night before I got married. Like I remember the night before changing for me, changing my Instagram bio when I first became an educator to claim that title was terrifying. Like every step. Yeah. Every step, I think along the way, my first podcast interview, my first hitting post on my first podcast episode of my own podcast, like all of the steps along the way are scary. And that doesn't mean that they're not for you. It means that you just need to kind of, you know, (laughs) pull up your grown up pants and just keep on keeping on. Cause Fear, I think, is an indicator that you are moving in the right direction for the most part. Oh my gosh, I love that. So something I said to my husband when I came home from this weekend, I said, you know, I know that I've been working on this business for two years, but this weekend felt like the very beginning. Oh, I love that. And I think what the shift is going to be now is like, there was a lot of fear at the beginning, a whole lot, you know, but now I'm Mm going to go into new things that are still going to have fear. The fear doesn't Mm -hmm. go away. The fear changes. Mm -hmm. But again, yeah. kind of like I was saying earlier, you learn how to cope with it and you learn that that same feeling of fear is actually the same feeling as excitement. And then when you start- Two sides of the same coin, yeah. Yes, when you start going, wait, this isn't fear. This is actually excitement for the future, yeah. what's to bring or whatever. Um, yeah. And yeah, so it's it's been interesting. It's been, it was good. It was a good weekend. Yeah. Very, very good weekend. I can't wait for the next one, honestly. I think it's going to well, be- will, I'm, Yes, I'm sure there will be another one. Absolutely. And I think this has definitely been a big, uh, I can't wait to schedule more in-person classes. I can't wait to teach more in person. Um, And like, I love, I, I really truly love online education because I believe that it allows us to fit personal growth into our day-to-day lives, right? I think that there's so much power in accessibility when it comes to online education, But I do also believe that like the in-person experience gives you a little, a little something different. And maybe it's not, I don't think you learn anything better in person. I just think that you, the connections and the inspiration can, can hit just a little different. So. Yeah, I totally agree. That's just like literally a vibe. Yeah. (laughs) That that can't be explained, (laughs) you know? Totally. Well, and you know, one thing too, that I realize is like, it's, even, okay. So you have like the actual event itself, but the thing about in-person, especially ones that are more than a day is like some of the magic happens, like in an Uber going to an ice cream shop. 
totally. you know, like, like, or at breakfast, just you and one other person, like, you know, the conversation continues. And that's the mm-hmm. thing is like, you're not just getting something out of that day and yeah. out of that actual event. The conversation is going to continue. It's going to continue when you get home. It's going to continue, you know, it's just going to continue and it's going to evolve in its own way. And it's, it's yeah. Meet people, man, meet people. People aren't scary. No, it's, it's that immersive. It's the immersive experience. I think that was so magical. Yeah. Awesome. So, okay. So I'm definitely, (laughs) if you are listening, um, definitely give independent beauty pros a follow. You can see when their next events are show up for their virtual happy hours. Um, all of the things shout out, Lindsay, you are fucking amazing. Um, I think, I think Lindsay is actually going to be, I know that she does smaller pop-ups too. So I think it's a really great idea to be following independent beauty pros because um, as well as these larger events, they also do like small meetups and, and around the country. So yep. it's definitely something, if you want to attend a networking event, then I feel like you'll probably, there probably will be one near your city. Yeah, absolutely. And I think more and more in the future as well. Um, Jody, we're both kind of sharing this podcast. So do you want to kind of say anyone listening where they can find you? And then I will do the same. So my name is Jody Brown. You can find me on Instagram at it's Jody Brown. And you can also, if you're listening to this on Bathroom Beauty Talks, check out my podcast, Hairstylist Rising. I talk a lot about marketing, branding, mindset, and all things being a beauty industry entrepreneur and educator. So yeah, catch me there. Awesome. And my name is Misty Jane. I'm a money coach for hairstylists. If you are listening to this on, <laughs> on Hairstylist Rising, then you, um, I'm also a podcast host of Backroom Beauty Talks. And you can find me on Instagram at underscore Misty Jane underscore or Backroom Beauty Talks. Um, also, yeah, I have some free things on my Instagram as a money coach. If you want to find some money, you can go um, to the link in my bio and I can, I have a five, a, a cheat sheet for five ways to find money. And uh, yeah, I think, is that it? Is that all the things? Every time I look at your Instagram story recently, I feel like it's like sharing these people who have found all this money. <laughs> it's yeah, $800. It's really cool. Did you see that? Yes, I did. I was like, it's hell really cool, yeah, actually. I feel like every time I look at your page, it's like, I found all this money and I found all this money. And it's kind of magical that you've created that with a, with like a free download. So props to you, my friend. Yeah. So grab it. It's free. (laughs) Go get it. Okay. (laughs) Um, Thank you for listening. Once again, thank you so much for listening to Backroom Beauty Talks. If you like what you hear, screenshot this episode, post it on the gram, tag me at Misty Jane or tag the podcast at Backroom Beauty Talks, and I will talk with you on the next one.